It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. All right, here we go. Quentin time on your Friday, 501 here on Fan Run Radio. Congratulations. You have made it. Another weekend is here. Hey, they got a big event coming up tomorrow at our friend's Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Drive. And coming up here in just a few minutes, Jamie Eady is going to join us from Volunteer Auto Group. Tell us about some of the big-name Vols that are going to be out there for a meet-and-greet. Come get an autograph. Bring the kids from noon to 4 tomorrow Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Drive. Tucker. What do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, today is opening day for the college baseball season, and Tennessee gets its season underway with the Shriners Children's College Showdown at Globe Field in Dallas. The Vols will face number 21 Texas Tech tonight at 8, Oklahoma tomorrow at 8, and Baylor at 7.30 on Sunday. All three will stream on Flow Sports. Looks like Texas Tech is projected starter Kyle Robinson, and then Oklahoma going with Brendan Girton, a pair of righties to start the season mm, against okay. Tennessee. We must brick them. Do what? We must brick them. <laughs> well, it'll be exciting. Tennessee's made three trips into the Lone Star State during Tony Vitello's tenure as head coach, and they've done pretty darn good. Seven and two. In those nine games, including two and one at the 2022 Shriners Children College Classic, which was in Houston, Tennessee beat Baylor and Oklahoma, lost the game against Texas. Was that the year that Beck hit that that moonshot down there? Yes. Golly. Ready for the ping of the college bat. Been a while since we've heard that sound. A lot of them don't ping anymore. No, uh, it's kind it's of a that, tunk. Yeah, it's that click. Tunk. A click sound. Kind of have a crack to them, yeah. almost. A few of them still echo throughout the spaces, though. So. Uh, it'll probably echo in a big o- oh, yeah. open. With not that many people in it, frankly. Yeah. So, yeah. At number two, Tennessee basketball continues its season with a contest against Vanderbilt tomorrow in Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. Tip-off is at six. The game airs on SEC Network. Roy Philpot and... Pat Bradley will have the call. Ugh. On ESPN, Tennessee is now a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. As Philpot. I, I I can't think of Philpot. I, I just know Bradley has a Shoot such up. a such a Yankee Ugh. accent. Well, see, the, the, the most annoying part is it comes and goes. Like, it's not every syllable that he's you hear He's a shooter. Vescovy's a shooter. He's got to shoot it more. Is it Boston. Yes. Tennessee is 12-1 and in their last 13 games against Vanderbilt going back to 2018. So, let's go out there and smash these dudes. Smashed! At number three, I mentioned yesterday that the betting for Tiger Woods in the Genesis Invitational received a pretty big influx with him playing in it. Today, however, Tiger Woods withdrew from the Genesis Invitational. He's oh. dealing with some back spasms. Those are no fun. Cannot stay healthy on a golf course, can he? Has your back ever done that? Oh, yeah. You've had him? Oh, yeah. I used My- to always, like, when athletes would have him as a kid, I'm like, that's yeah. so lame. Just oh, what do you <laughs> and then I got one. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. 
Uh, just shoot me, please. Yeah. Put me out of my misery. Can't breathe. Can't walk. Can't bend over. The, the first, my first bout with lower back pain, which has been like, and it's one of those that once you pop, you just stop. Like it, it'll never be one hundred percent. Never the same. I was in college. I was doing laundry. I was at a laundromat <laughs> on Sutherland <laughs> Avenue. Okay, all of his laundry. Uh, uh, perfectly healthy. I never had any sort of back problems. Just bent over to. Uh, Put some stuff. I can't remember if I was putting it in the dryer or taking it out of the dryer. I think I was taking it out. Just bent over, and just what the like, hell did you do? Did you slip a disc? Just immediate agony, and you know, and just spasming for like two or three hours until I went to bed. Just I was in so much pain. Like I went outside because I'm in public, you know, and I'm like about to cry, and got in my car and I had to call my dad to come and like get me and get my laundry yep, yep. out i was like i cannot move like i'm dying here and that's the worst back pain like i've ever had like ever since then i've had like little issues right, and right. stuff and it's no, it, it it never first been time, as bad as that how old were you like 20 21 something like that damn that's wild yeah at number four Big day in the world of college basketball tomorrow in the Big East. Number four Marquette visits number one UConn, and number six Kansas has Big a road one. test. Number twenty-five Oklahoma. In the SEC, we already discussed Kentucky traveling to Auburn, Texas A&M traveling to number fifteen Alabama. Um, only other one with a team at the top that Tennessee would try to pass here eventually. LSU traveling to number eleven South Carolina. We giving Marquette any kind of chance against UConn tomorrow? I'll give him a chance. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a the solid team that UConn will Shaka. play in a minute. So. It's a tough place to go play. UConn's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, with it being there, I think it's going to be a lot harder. It's a solid basketball team. Is that Hurley? It is. Uh-huh. What about South Carolina? You think they bounce back at home against LSU? I don't know. LSU, I, was, I was just thinking about they that. They were rattled. Did they get the uh, the pride hurt a little bit after what Auburn did to them? Uh, and with uh, some rumors about Lamont Pierce maybe that's, being that's on the a good move point. to Ohio State. Wonder, maybe a little maybe, distraction. Yeah, that could have been what led to them getting blasted the other day. That was absolutely brutal what Bruce did to them. No, there was no foot <laughs> off the gas in that one. No, there was no mercy at all. He just scored 200 if he could. If he dies. He dies. He dies. And finally, at number five, you will remember the Fairleigh Dickinson Knights from their upset over Purdue last season, but they were in the news for another reason last night. The start of the Knights game at Long Island last night had to be delayed for 17 minutes because the elevator taking them from the court to the locker room before the game got stuck, and the fire department came and got them out. For a university spokesperson, their student-athletes remained calm and talked as a group within the elevator. That's terrifying. If you were claustrophobic, like, there's nothing worse than being stuck on an elevator. There are some people people who will not use elevators. Like, I... Just take the stairs? Yeah, I I never understood this until I had, like, a little brush with claustrophobia. Working through those issues, hopefully, but... uh, like there, there are some people who just like won't they, like, just the sight of an elevator sends them into a panic <laughs> attack. Like seriously, like they they can't. Weird to me that it's an elevator from the locker room to the court. That is strange. That's a weird design. Yeah. Usually they're obviously right. You go through a tunnel, take a left or a right, and there's your locker room. Not. You gotta get on the Dickinson. elevator. Gotta what get on do the you? 
some yeah. valuable coaching minutes being wasted there on the elevator. I forget what the name of the arena was exactly, but it was some kind of wellness center. So I don't know if that's just a sponsor or if that's like actually just an odd venue where they play their games in Long Island. That's what Purdue needed last year was an elevator to get yeah, them get stuck, stuck in. in. <laughs> you guys know how to get out of one? I usually just go through the door. Well, no, I mean, if you're ever stuck in one. Like, you would go through the top like John McClain and Die Hard? Yeah. Well, I guess Hannibal Lecter, I, I believe, did that as well. Yes. I've done it before. When I was a kid, you used to do some really stupid stuff. Well, Hannibal Lecter set yeah. it up to look oh. like that. I would argue you do stupid stuff as an adult as well, better, but I'm a mature thrill seeker. That is true. Yeah. We used to ride on the top. One of the more terrifying scenes in cinematic history was Hannibal Lecter, spoiler alert, escape from that museum that they had him in yeah. for some reason. <laughs> oh, when he was in like the glass thing? Like the... No, and it, when they were moving him oh. and they put him in the middle of... In that big bird cage? Yeah. Yeah. And then they have that scene where he's hung somebody up to oh. look like a crucifix and it's a very quick shot. Mind the drawings, please. He, he got the pen. Got mm-hmm. The pen from yep. that pen. Take this animal away. This thing. Whatever she called Some it. Some of the Senator. creepiest stuff he did in that movie, it was ad-libbed. I read. Was it you that was telling me? The other, he, he was on screen for 15 minutes. Won an Oscar. He dominates. He did. His presence is just. Just that character. Such a great character. You can't read that book now. With, I mean, that's the. That's the. The face you picture anytime I'm, if you pick that up and read it. Now, you mentioned he's only on the screen for what, 18 minutes in that movie? John told me 15. 15. How many seconds per game, the games that Taylor Swift attended? Mm. How many, how long, many minutes per game do you think Taylor Swift was shown? Like average per game. Mm -hmm. Because this math has been done. (laughs) 16 seconds. Bear? Two minutes. It was It was about 16 seconds. Wait, what? It, it was, it was like really? 16 or 18 seconds, yeah. Well, I I watched a lot of Red Zone, but it felt like whenever the Chiefs were playing, they kept that game on, and I was like, of course, when they show her, it's, okay, here we go again. Yeah. But it really wasn't that no. much. People just got so mad that everybody <laughs> talked about it, and you would think that she was on for – well, yeah, the play's going, but we got a great shot of Taylor eating some nachos here, so we can't break away. But did, it really wasn't that bad. Did people really get so mad, or is that one of these things that we do where we say people are mad? Because I never really – and granted, I don't watch the, the you know, politics news, the, the cable news or anything mm-hmm. like that. I, I'm, uh, people can get mad about anything, but, I mean, did, were people really, really mad? I saw a lot of tweets about it. Get her off my screen. <laughs> Get her off my screen. It's a go- government ex- conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. There were Chiefs fans mad when Travis Kelsey went through that late season slump. Got to get her out. She's bad luck. Travis is tired. Yoko Swift. <laughs> <laughs> now if the uh, Chiefs start struggling when they inevitably break up, the Chiefs start struggling. They they'll don't, be like, I gotta get, I gotta get Taylor back together. What, what if they don't? Oh, they'll. What See, do you mean? What if they dated, don't? Like, she's dated like ten dudes. Come on, ten. Yeah, I think it's dated. way more. Oh, she, at she, least ain't never, she hadn't dated anybody like this. This meathead, though. 
what you think that means they're they're gonna be together forever yeah that a hundred percent the relationship will be over by the end of the year hundred (laughs) percent you know it i know it put it in your pipe and smoke it maybe he wants to know what love is russ i mean don't we all i don't know I'm just saying, crazier things have happened. Oh, no, man. I'm I, I'm excellent at predicting sub- celebrity breakups. Oh, you are. Just yep. in general, or can you do like a rough time frame? Oh, yeah. It, it, just both, yeah. So it, when are the wheels going to fall off here? Now I, that he's season's over and he's got a lot more time to spend with her? She gets sick of him because he sees her every day? Uh, late summer. Late summer breakup. Mm. Could have an impact on Chiefs training camp. Could. Well, if he gets all... Where he's just sitting in his his where his room there at camp, just mm-hmm. in his bathrobe and his slippers, all depressed. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Watching Taylor Swift videos. Taylor. He's got no idea, man. Those Swifties will turn all those people, those girls buying his jersey right now. The Swifties, they will turn on him like a pack of rabid Wolverines. Andy Reid's like, son, we need you to break out of it. We got the we're playing the Bills this weekend. You don't understand, Coach. She was the only one for me. I just, I love her so much. He's like Mahomes. We got to get this guy slump buster something, man. He's if if they don't get whenever they do break up, if it happens, it will. He is he's in a no win situation. Because to Bear's point, if he breaks up with her, oh, he's a monster. He he wasn't good enough for her anyway, and they'll turn on. Uh, him. And then if she breaks up with him. It's, oh, you go, girl. He was never, it was it's just a mess. You can do it. He, yeah. he becomes songwriting material one way or the oh, other. Oh, yeah. He may, but don't get it twisted. That dude's still going to be a gazillionaire first ballot oh, Hall sure, of Famers, sure. and he arguably may be the best to ever play his position. He's up there. With Gronk. Well, I mean, when when you have a, a female recording artist write a, a breakup song about you, I mean, that's got to that's gotta be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it feels, yeah. feels, feels like a win. Oh, I guarantee if it was one of us, hey. we'd be like, hey, you see how much she hates me? <laughs> I mean, look what it's done to Dave Coulier to his popularity. Oh, yeah, yeah, the ultimate nastiest one, Rhett. Pretty good one. Who was you're so vain about, allegedly? Supposedly Warren Beatty. No, Warren Beatty, a, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, pretty, that's really kind of cool. Sad. That's kind of cool. It's a good song. Mick Jagger sings in it. Sings backups. Really? Yeah. Oh, you can once you hear it, you'll never Can't unhear it. it. No. Who are the, some other dudes about whom breakup songs were written? Oh, I mean, there's Layla. That was more of a begging, trying to get the, yeah. get her to leave his husband. No, but uh, yeah, that was about a, a gal. What about, I mean, like, I, I would wear it as a badge of honor. If I tra- like, yeah, that Taylor Swift song. She wrote that about me. Oh, she's written, she's written most of them. Oh, the one where she calls you a heartless creep? <laughs> yeah. John Mayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Isn't one of her songs about him? Am I crazy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Jack Gyllenhaal, so. too, right? I think that's right. It's a long yeah. list. She's, uh, yeah. she's dated. There's, there's John several. Mayer. Bad yeah. breaker upper boys. I've heard apparently. that. I've heard that. Harry Styles, too, right? Styles, yeah. You imagine going she from She dated those? all these guys? Yeah. Yes. Man, Harry Styles, kid. I mean, he, he's... I don't even know what if he knows... Do you think she really dated them enough to have strong feelings enough to write a legitimate heartfelt breakup song? Or do you think that's part of her business model is like, 
I'm going to write this breakup song, and then like people will wonder who it's about, and then we'll subtly slip out these hints, and then that'll become part of the mythology and build up her persona even more. I don't know. I mean, that's awful. That's craven. how cynical I am about the Golly. pop music stuff. <laughs> it's not real. Because, I mean, the, the dude she's with now, you cannot – I mean, there's no more opposite from what her normal – I mean, slightly wimpy, kind of Beta incredibly – Feminine, yeah. Harry Styles, he wears dresses. I ain't saying anything <laughs> wrong with it, but you go from that somebody who's comfortable dressing, you know, openly in women's clothing to a real Kelsey's he him kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a meathead. His brother's a meathead. Her mom's got to be. She's one of those. She has to be a saint. Dealing with those two knuckleheads, Donna Kelsey, saint, guarantee it. Has to be. Quick time out. The drive continues. Open up the phone lines here. You want to jump in? 865-546-8200. 546-8200 to get on the show. Quick time out. We're back with more right after this. We got a college baseball scoreboard here. We wanted to do it. Let's do it. I can hit the. Uh, oh snap! In the bottom of the ninth, Vanderbilt nine, Florida Atlantic eleven. Vanderbilt trying to close the two-run deficit. It doesn't look good. I think there might be. There's at least one out. It may be two by now. Arkansas leads James Madison. Six to four in the bottom of the eighth. James Madison hanging around. Uh, number four, LSU trails VMI six to five <laughs> in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, NC State's taking care of VCU. I'll keep you the ranked ones. Head up. on a swivel, these openers, man. Virginia has stormed back. They were down 6 1 to Hofstra. They now lead seven to six. Virginia ranked 14th in the top of the eighth. Kentucky leads South Carolina Upstate, whoop-de-doo, 9-4. Georgia pounding UNC Asheville, 11-2. Any more interesting ones? Uh, Number 25, South Carolina leads Miami of Ohio, 5-1 in the bottom of the fifth. And then there are several games kind of just getting underway. Bama uh, just threw out first pitch. They are hosting Manhattan. That's probably it for now. Come on, Florida Atlantic. Let's do it. Let's close this thing out. Let's do it. Let's close it out. Let's finish the deal. Let's turn your head this way and look at the people that are waving it. Ah, let's do it. It's like the seed from uh, the Three Amigos. Look up here! Look up! Look up! <laughs> that was your college baseball scoreboard. Thank you, Houston. You're very welcome. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board here. Let's get Jamie in here next. Good afternoon, Jamie. Take this thing back to Baltimore. <laughs> There's your quote, Russ, you were looking for. Oh, Russ, you got to know that. I, I don't. Five foot, he said five foot nine, 145 pounds, strongly built, pale blue eyes. Eyes pale blue. What, what am I? Uh, oh, blue, yeah. the senator from Tennessee. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Take this thing back to 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm a little slow, Jamie. A little slow on the draw uh, today. I can about quote that one um, word for word. I love that one. Um, of course, you know, Bruce Willis did climb out of Elevator in, in Die Hard and Die Hard 2. Mm-hmm. He was a Die big uh, air vent and elevator guy. Yeah. You Die know, it's, they say it's, good. it's physically impossible to crawl through duct work. They had to make specific ducts so that he could fit into them. Fit into them, and yeah. apparently you just yeah. fall right through them. Yeah. Come yeah. out to the country, have a few laughs. <laughs> good one, good one. Ah, that's good. I like that. Anyway, uh, Die Hard Two, sneak, sneaky good, sneaky good of, of the Die Hards. Really good. Fred Thompson, yep. star yeah, of the movie. Fred Thompson, yeah. Which Fred one Thompson. was it? I sent you. Like I found that alternate ending it was like for real though it was like real it yeah the well that was the die hard with a vengeance which is the third one is also that not, might, not even sneaky good just good that might be my favorite one i'll, I'll i'm fine with, to admit uh, that. what's his name um jeremy irons yeah have you have you seen that jamie you would love there's I thought a long time ago but i do remember it being good there's an alternate ending i'd never seen it i haven't die hard with a vengeance I'm, I'm pins and needles right now yeah, yeah. it's it's some of the best it's one of the best like scene just scenes of just pure dialogue between like two masters bruce willis and jeremy irons head to head mm. with a rocket launcher Good. that what yeah yeah with a rocket launcher Spoiler alert that uh gets spun and you don't know which end's a business end kind of like rocket launcher roulette where is this i i uh, love that it's, movie. It you, it's like yeah, it's like it's, five minutes it's, it's a long hard. scene yeah. Good. vintage bruce. i can't wait yeah, those things. Uh, I, I get into those rabbit holes myself. I love the uh, alternate ending deals. Um, uh, so, Russ, uh, you said twenty to twenty-one is the laundry mat. I was uh, two thousand six. I was wrestling with some younger friends of mine. <laughs> these Marines that had just come back from uh, from deployment, and they were we were all having a few drinks, and we got a little wild and uh, wrestling with them. And I end up I, I end up on the floor, right, and I'm sitting sitting on my butt with my legs out in front of me and somebody behind me fell in, into my back and I heard it sound it sounded like notebook paper tearing. Oh and and, and the next morning man I was screwed from for the rest of my life a bulging disc. Oh. It got, it go it goes in and out from time to time. Like I can I can be fine and then like I'll reach out in front of me to grab something that weighs a pound. Yeah. And uh, it'll go. It'll go and then I'm you never forget that first brush with back pain. No, it hits different, no. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I'm just trying to figure out why would you think that would be a safe thing well, to do, it, be wrestling it was Marines. It was before, you know, my back had gone out. I, I thought it was just, you know, back then everything was superficial. I didn't know that you could live the rest of your life in chronic back pain from from wrestling. I thought the worst that could happen, you know, broke bones or scratches. Yeah, uh, Screwed yeah. your back up for life. Yep, live and learn. I, I'm, uh, I'm very gingerly how I do things now, man. From walking in the snow and on ice, man. I'm, I put every footstep down deliberately. Uh, but yeah, it comes and goes, man. It's, uh, it's hell uh, for the, those you young people you taking out there notes, who still Tucker. Have your back. You taking yeah. notes on this, Tucker? Don't do anything that can hey. remotely destroy your back. Hey, Listen, you core strength. Core strengths. Go ahead and start working on it now before it's too late. What sound do you think Russ made in the laundromat? (laughs) 
Keep in mind, he's in college, so it might have. Were you? Were there a lot of people in there? I don't remember the the sound. I just, I mean, like I don't think I made any sound. I think it was just shock, terror. Yeah, just, shock. Yeah. Now, I've had that that back pain. That's one of the only things where I've had that like that kind of pain. It can be so severe where you just you can't make a sound. You're like, paralyzed. oh, it takes your breath away. It's like, yeah, it takes your breath away. You'll make that face though. <laughs> yeah. You'll don't... make that face. Ah. Um, but guys, I, I um, because of my last Tennessee tip uh, that I gave that backfired in my face, I didn't say anything. But I did, I did go massive on Tennessee the other day against Arkansas. But I didn't have the the balls to say anything about it on the air. But um, I'm just not feeling the 22. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it. You know. I don't. I don't like the balls to cover the twenty-two as much. Okay. This. I'm not saying I'm gonna take Vandy plus twenty-two. Just saying, you know, we, stay we might actually. Yeah, I might just stay away. I don't know what you guys are feeling on it, but that's. Um, that was my initial try. reaction. Was that is like, wow, that's a huge line. And then the more I yeah. thought about it, it's like, well, it probably should beat them it, by about twenty-two points. So. Yeah, Vandy's awful. They're awful. I tell you what, I'm looking forward to though, and I, I is the. Is the Auburn Kentucky game though? Just see how Bruce handles Kentucky. Like I'm going to feel do what we did. I wonder what the over under is for that game. I mean, I, I legitimately think you could set it at 190, and I might be tempted. True. Yeah, both teams like to go up and down the floor. Well, guys, I don't have much. I just haven't got a chance to get with y'all much this week. So uh, interesting. Uh, we'll get back, I guess, in the VR. Uh, but I just wanted to comment on the top five and five. It got me thinking about. Bruce Willis and back pain. That's <laughs> what we uh, are here to stimulate thought. Out of Tylenol. Oh, brother. Well, Vanderbilt did it and they walked it off. So. Oh, God. The way you guys were acting over there, That's I, I thought that it was. We'd gotten a. I thought the news was coming from, say, Greenville. <laughs> no. 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 We would have broke, broken here. into Jamie's yeah. gambling advice if that had been the case. Vanderbilt 198th nationally in Ken Palm. They are 7 and 17, 212th best defensive team in college basketball. They are not good. How in the world did they beat Texas A&M the other night? Because they can pull one Let down game for for Buzz and the boys, maybe? They did have a guy, that big man, Vin Allen Lubin, had a pretty good game. Vin Allen Lubin? Vin Allen is his first name. Vin-Allen. What a Vin Vanderbilt's name. good for one of these years. It was us last year, if you remember. Vin Allen Lubin? Vin Allen Lubin. That sounds like the right-hand man to Jeremy Irons in, uh, <laughs> in Dire with a Vengeance. Sounds like a bad really guy does. from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Vin Allen Lubin. Slytherin. <laughs> of course. 865-546-8200. So Vandy survives. Hopefully that's the only good news they get this weekend. Yes. Oh, LSU just took the lead back from VMI. Nothing's going our way, huh? Our pet says they're falling off. It's okay. Well, the Dallas Mavericks made two big trades before – the deadline, you'll recall, swapping Rashawn Holmes and a pick for Daniel Gafford. Where did, where did Gafford play? Why does that Arkansas. Ah, yep. big, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. Big, big. Just uh, throw down protector. Dunks. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, then, of course, they sent Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a pick to the Hornets for P.J. Washington. And, you know, we have this great image of Grant Williams. Could have gone to the Ivy League, came here, two-time SEC Player of the Year. Got himself in elite physical condition under the watchful eye of Rick Barnes and Garrett Maidenwald. And it's very interesting then. You know, uh, they they sign him to that four-year, $53 million deal over the summer, then trade him right away. Mm-hmm. And according to ESPN's Tim McMahon on the latest episode of Brian Windhorse and the Hoop Collective, is that in your podcast rotation there, Crash? No, but it will be shortly. Not. McMahon says, quote, I would say one of the ways that Grant Williams rubbed people the wrong way, the yap, yap, yapping. Obviously, that's kind of part of it with him, which it's charmingly obnoxious, he says, if he's productive, and it's grating when he's not, but he didn't report in good shape, and Grant Williams not in good shape is not a good defender. Grant Williams has proven throughout the course of his career when he gets in shape, he can be an impactful defender, but that's not the guy the Mavericks got. Like That's a little ugly. Kind of hurtful. I thought I saw something at the beginning of the season where he showed up in the best shape of his life. Like they showed. I mean, I, I saw a video of him last week because I said something about it. I said he looks like he's. I mean, he was in street clothes, but he didn't look chunky like he normally yeah. does. Yeah, that's right. You, yeah. That's weird. Well, that I mean, perhaps he's played himself into better condition. At, yeah. Now, it, it seems very ungrant. Like, you know, one of the more conscientious guys to to come here in recent memory it doesn't seem like the guy that would sign a big deal and let himself go no Mm -mm. now he also again one of the more conscientious players we've ever had come through here was not a big talker as far as trash talk went when he was here and that was i remember him doing the he talked after a win he did the chomp of the swamp, yeah, he, but that uh, was the main thing I remember. He, not not much else. Admiral was much more the talker. Yeah, yeah. When when they were here, and like it, I, I think it was stunning to a lot of our fans to see him become the guy who got in the opponent's head, or at least tried to. Mm-hmm. It blew up in his face a couple of times, as I recall, um, when he was with the Celtics, because he definitely was that guy who was uh, trying to talk to Draymond Green, trying to talk to other guys in the in the league and get, get them out of their games <laughs> we went nose to nose with jimmy butler yeah maybe. so i feel like it's been all downhill since then for him <laughs> never recovered oh yeah i mean he got the big deal uh, that's true did. that's true he, he did get paid but now he's gone from playing in the nba finals to playing in basketball obscurity with the charlotte hornets so but he is home he is home. Hopefully, he, he can. A gazillionaire. Yeah, hopefully, he can can get it rolling. And um, <laughs> no direct mention of Luka Doncic or the Mavs. Many fans speculated that Williams might have been taking shots at his former team after the Hornets won their first game with him on the squad. Uh, when he said, "Quote: It's great to get a win for the city and play for the jersey that's across your chest, not on your back." Everybody touched the ball. We trusted one another. I don't know if that's a shot or not. I don't keep up with the NBA. It, it was definitely a little bit of a shot. Basically, it sounds like he got into a situation where 
maybe he just didn't get along with the guys on the team for whatever reason. They're talking a little bit. Now he's talking back a little bit. But if he's happy, I'm happy. I like Grant. Yeah. I think we all just want the best for Grant. Absolutely. Quick break. Final timeout. Speak now. Forever hold your peace. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. 546-8200. Back to wrap things up right after this. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues. Final segment of the week for us. Speak now, forever hold your peace. 865-546-8200. A couple lines available for you if you want to hop on. Foster says, try being 32, having back surgery in a little over a year. I feel like I'm ready for my second surgery. Yeah, once you start having back surgeries, you kind of... See Woods, Tiger, Eldrick. Yeah, uh, you're in bad shape, though, if you're having back surgery at 32. Hope you're hanging in there, buddy. So, we have baseball tonight, basketball tomorrow, voluntary reaction as soon as the game is over. We'll be with you on X with our good friend, Durham Dave. How are they doing this year? Top 10 team. Okay. We're fine. In a uh, he's bad been, conference. He's been Dave, Durham Dave. So, who's the guy he always talks about? He's still he, he's never admitted it to us, Houston, but he's a little bitter about. Oh yeah, you know. Well, our best player was out, and Filipowski got hit in the face. And shut up. Basketball's a contact sport. You're on that respect. Your alma mater won a game to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Pipe down. They're in the second year of their, let's give it to the next guy, slow <laughs> fall from grace. I'm here for it. What's it get? Mark Mitchell? Is is Coach K, does he still have an office office over there? Is he doing the Saban thing where he's like Speaking popping his head in trouble. the meeting room? Hey, yeah, how's I don't things think going so. in here? You guys need any help? I mean, you know, just down the line. Seven national championships just hanging out down the hall here if anybody needs me. I know Roy's got that going at UNC. Really? Well, I'm not sure if it's an office, but he's at the very least at every game. Okay, so do you got – you won't remember it, Tucker. There was a famous Biggie Smalls song back in the 90s. I saw this. and Somebody went through listening to the lyrics and figured out who he was talking about in the song. It was one of his big hits. It's Roy Williams? Uh-uh. It was Hubert Davis when he played for the Knicks. What? Yes. He's like ripping on him for hooping or stealing a girl or what? Uh, stealing his wife. Oh, Hubert Davis stole Biggie's no. wife. No, no. Biggie stole Hubert yeah. Davis's wife. I don't know if he stole her. He borrowed her. Oh, for a minute. If you Is, know what I mean. 
So he sexed Hubert Davis's wife. That's according to the. There's people that have gone through the. Are they? Is Hubert Davis still married to said like woman? They, like, I don't know, but they've pinpointed the weekend because of all the references to <laughs> time and date. You can look it up. It's pretty wild. I go down a lot of rabbit holes at night, man. I don't feel like if if I were married to a woman and she had had an affair with a rapper that became immortalized in a famous song, I don't think I could handle it. I don't think I could stay married. That's a lot to have to live with. I think you'd have to go in and call it quits at that point. Yeah, I think that would I'd be out. Then you're I don't think I can say that word, but you know, you get put in that position where you're the guy who let it happen and Everybody knows about it. Yeah, it's Big E. And well, your player, you're, you're around young men, yeah, players. You got to have they're, they're they're respect. Take less of you. Yeah. Coach couldn't keep his wife satisfied. She had to look outside. There, she had sex with some fat rapper. I mean, God, what does that say about coach? If he can't keep it? his wife on a leash, and why know. should I run this play for him? Devil's advocate here. They could be like, well, it was Big E. You know? Well, hold on. <laughs> this, it could have been worse. Oh, no. Could have been a nobody. You, you didn't just unfairly malign the good name of Hubert Davis's wife, did you? I may have. Because he, oh, he, no. He robbed her. What are you her. doing? He robbed her. He robbed her? He robbed them. Who robbed who? John Starks admits Biggie's song, I Got a Story to Tell About a Nick Getting Robbed, is a true story. So... Biggie Smalls robbed Hubert Davis. What I'm trying to figure out now is if if if, if I've gotten my vernacular mixed up. Oh my god! You, the, the the lack of street cred right oh. here is just you, astounding. You, you read "stole from" and thought it meant borrowed in the romantic sense. Yeah, but maybe I'm, he I'm, literally I'm just robbed not. them. Do you understand? People come to this program. For factually be, accurate information. To be enlightened. You can't just be throwing stuff out there without knowing the facts. He still wrote a hit song about robbing Hubert Davis. I would just misunderstood about what exactly it was he was robbing, and I'm still not sure that that's not what he robbed. Well, it is Fraudulent Friday. Oh, mm. you shut up. <laughs> Tucker Russell is evil. He must be destroyed. Kill him now. Oh. Oh. Wow. That was a lot. Yeah, a little overboard. Threatening murder in the that last was, segment. That was not in my internship description. Yeah, being Bears hitman. Uh, did we mention that the Pac-12 has parted ways with Klyavkov? Saw that. I mean, what what does that really entail? Because it's already dissolving yeah. anyway. No, no, it's you're just, no longer the commissioner of the conference. I guess, that doesn't exist. Anymore. I guess I'm wondering why they waited. Oh, I don't know, five years too long, or however long he's been there. That guy's been a joke since he got there. And now that the, I don't know, now that the conference is done. It's Worst like, commissioner of all time. He sank Ooh. it. Probably that that Bowlesby guy from the Big Twelve. Like it seemed like every time his name was in a headline, it Bullsby was something was bad. Klyavkov's <laughs> really bad though. He the whole idea of we want to turn the Pac-12 into a media company, and our games are going to be on Apple TV. Yeah, and just apparently there's also uh, some articles. We're going to kick off at nine local time. He turned down a.m. eight nine a.m. That was right. right. They're going to kick off in the morning. He turned down an offer from ESPN, I believe, 
for it was like oh a, yeah it was yeah, like a yeah, really yeah, good yeah. offer because he thought oh we can get more an offer that like Oregon and Washington they would still be a thing he would yes, still have a job yes. if he had just taken the deal and then tried to you know negotiate and then went back to I think it was ESPN and said hey we're gonna take that that old offer you have we we like it and they were like oh no 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 we, that's done <laughs> that's we we have a new offer now and it's called get the hell out of here and then they had to bounce around and I think they ended up getting uh if I'm not don't quote me on the the fraction here. I think it was close to a third of what the original offer from ESPN was is the deal that they ultimately signed that was half streaming and half cable and it was it was a nightmare. They lost so much money. They lost everything. And then they lost the conference. <clears throat> well, passengers aboard a Delta flight from Amsterdam to Detroit got a surprising Announcement from the pilot an hour into their flight as they had to turn around back to Amsterdam due to blank falling from a bag in an overhead bin showering passengers in the process. Blank falling from the overhead bin, the flight from fentanyl. Amsterdam to Detroit. Is it drugs? No. Urine. I'm glad you said it because that was that was. Uh, you thought pee was falling out of the overhead bin. Bleach. Uh, I don't think you guys are going to get this one. Okay. Is it some type of food? No. Is it an I animal? Is it liquid? It is a living organism. Really? No. Yep. It's not a snake, is it? No. Okay. Maggots. Oh. Oh. Wait, out of a passenger's bag? or the- Maggots, the larvae of flies, found falling from a bag carrying an apparently rotten fish <laughs> on Delta Flight 133 Tuesday. Maggots, which are small and worm-like, are typically found in decaying organic matter. Passenger Philip shot who is Dutch and lives in Iowa, said he saw a maggot fall on a woman on the end of his row and several more fall around her seat. Said, I noticed the lady on the other end was doing something on the empty chair next to her, but I couldn't quite see. I kind of peeked over and I saw there were a couple of maggots on the chair and she was trying to contain them and stop them from falling off the chair as soon as she noticed that. I noticed she explained they were falling from the overhead storage. I could see she was freaked out. But she was composed, like she wasn't screaming or yelling or anything, but I could tell she was freaking out internally. I believe I would be freaking out externally as well. Well, was it her bag? Especially when I could see one actually fall on her, she immediately flinched and made sure that this maggot was off of her clothes. (laughs) He and the woman called for a flight attendant, but had to wait for the takeoff process to finish. Once they did, the flight attendants opened the storage and several more maggots fell out. He ended up moving to a new seat five rows back, and the woman who was getting rained on by the maggots also moved. Wow. A rotten fish. When the bag was open, everyone was still sitting around the area, immediately pinched their nose because there was such a bad smell coming from it, the passenger Why said. Why would they open? I guess they had... It was already open. They just... Oh. The maggots were out. 
Schott said he overheard the passenger explain that there was a fish inside his bag. I don't know exactly what was going through his mind, but he seemed pretty calm throughout the entire ordeal. Ultimately, that bag was tightly wrapped in plastic and taken to the back of the plane. Around the same time, the pilot alerted the passengers about the maggots coming from the bag on board and that the plane would have to turn around. How pissed off would you be if you're a transatlantic flight had to turn around because some schmuck brought a fish on the plane? How far out were they? Apparently they, they just, just left off. Yeah. yeah, they were just taken off. What, you guys don't also carry rotten fish on your flights with you? I don't uh, even find I, this weird. I swear to God, I worked with a dude that sounds like like it would not surprise me at all if, if, I, if it, I knew a dude like that that would do something stupid like that. His name was Alex. Complete maniac. Tough time for the airplane industry, man. We got the doors flying off. We got uh, all sorts of malfunctions. Now we got maggots falling on people's heads. Straight yeah, up. Yeah, there's the been a lot head. of a lot of plane stories. The one where the first class passenger or passenger at the front of coach had a an incident and got up to run back oh, to yeah. the bathroom, oh, and yeah. it was the trail. Yeah, that was not good. And I think they were. It took them two hours to land after that. Like it was. It was a while that they just had to live. In the stink, on the plane. What would you rather be on, the maggot plane or the poop plane? Maggot plane. Yeah, you can hope the maggots don't get to you at least. Maggots don't. St- well, don't well, the probably fish do probably, stink. Yeah, probably stink. But but if if you've got the trail all across the center aisle, then you're oh, was, not, you're it, not escaping. Yeah, that. it's like they just spray. Yeah, you, you just there was there was no safe space on the plane. And it wasn't snakes on a plane. That can be bad, too. Oh, yeah, that's probably even worse than maggots on a plane. They're venomous. I was right, by the way, <laughs> about my story. It was. You got to the bottom of it? Yeah, I mean, I sent it to you guys. You guys can watch it. It's coming from, like, other famous rappers that knew him and knew him at the time and were really good friends with him. Okay. Yeah. Did we? Is Hubert Davis still married to the same woman? I don't know. I don't think I could do it. I don't think there's enough marital therapy in the world to cure that one. Says spouse, Leslie Davis. That's the only one I see listed. Not 99% certain, and we can't ask Biggie for sure because he's, you know, dead. Whoa. But, I mean, he is. He's been – when did he go? 98? Davis and his wife, Lev- Leslie, have three children. So, yeah. Is one of them good at rapping? <laughs> two very tall and athletic one a little, little chubbier but really really creative with the lyrics got an incredible voice <laughs> you big biggie fan back in the day houston no not really i mean i, I, I like biggie i just never i preferred the west coast rap and then obviously like the outcast and all the dirty south stuff was there a big yeah yeah, I liked it all. I didn't know who he was until, like, long after he had died. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He was a posthumous. I still don't know. I, I, we used to have a biggie bumper. What was I, I don't know. Well, what's his I most famous song? Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. Yeah. Hypnotize. Hypnotize. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hip, yeah. Classic. We don't play, we classic sports radio bumper. Right, isn't that the wow, wow? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Nice little comebacker there 
Overtime, Bill and the boys are here to take you through the 8 p.m. hour, which will lead right into first pitch. Flow Sports, go check my Twitter for a friend of the program, Rusty, sent in the link there. It works, I promise. Thank you, Bear. Thank you, Houston. Thank you, Tucker. Have a great weekend. We'll do it again next week right here on Fan Run Radio.